when, when, when God has called you to something and you make your decision that I ain't doing it, and matter of fact, God, I'm going to run away from you, you're now provoking him. And so now he says, you know, I got to get your attention. And that's when some of these things start coming in your life. God, why is me? Because you ignored me. You, you, you're running away from what I, I've called you to, so, so now you're provoking me, so now I got to do something about it. That's a hard way to get God's attention, ain't it? See, see, that's why we got to do things right the first time. Draw nigh to God, not away from him. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. I had a whole nother sermon planned for today. I called Elder John last night, told him this is what I need done. He was going to have some people, some acting, and then this morning the Lord said, no. So what I have... uh, this morning is what the Lord is speaking to us in this last Sunday of the year. This word that we have today is for those who feel like they're stuck. Uh, For those who feel like 2012 and 13 and 14 and 15 all look the exact same. And there's there's been little or no movement in your life and you feel like in a place where you are stuck or you've been in, in a place for too long. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 8. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. This should be easy to find. Deuteronomy, amen. It's in the Old Testament. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. Don't, fr- don't fake the funk. If you ain't there, just say you ain't there. You know how we get. We, we all in, in Haggai and the preachers in Deuteronomy. We just want to keep flipping pages. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy. If you've gone to Joshua, you've gone too far. All right. Let's start reading. I'm going to read for the New King James Version today. And let's start reading um, at verse 1 down to verse 8. And then we got some names to get through. So you bear with the pastor as we get through these names. I'm going to get them right. Holler at your boy. Let's, let's get through these names. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. These were the words that Moses spoke to all of Israel on the side of Jordan of the wilderness in the plain opposite of Sup between Paran to El, Laman, and Hazroth, and Disapon, Ahab, Disapon, Disab, Disab, whatever, we're going to get it right. It's, it is 11-day journey to Hoab by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord has given him as commandments to them. He says, after you killed Shion, king of the Amorites, and Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, to dwell in Ashtaroth, in Adair, 
on the side of the Jordan and the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us in Hebron, saying, You have dwelled long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites and all of the neighboring places in the plains and in the mountains and in the lowlands and in the south and at the sea uh, coasts to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon. As far as the great river, the river Euphrates, see, I have set this land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them and to, to give to them and to their inheritance after them. Let's stop there. My sermon title is, It's Time to Move On. It's time to move on. We're in the last Sunday of 2015, and here is the thing. One thing I've learned about people is that people will stay in a place for a couple of reasons. They will stay in a place because they had to come up in that place. So if in 2015 you made a come up, you want, you want to stay in that and bask in that. The problem is that sometimes if you stay in your success, you'll never have any more success. See, we get, we get stuck. You don't, we don't realize whatever success you had in 2015, God has greater things for you. But if you only stay where you are, you'll never get to the greater because you, you, you think this little thing that God gives you, God has bigger things. He says, eyes have not seen, neither ears have, neither into the heart of man what God has prepared for you. So we got to know that God has greater for his people. Some people stay in their stuff because they like misery. You ever met folk like that? Every time, every time over their mouth is never anything positive. It's always negative. And now it's always negative. They like it. You know why? Because they get attention. They're attention seekers. Well, how, how you doing, sis? Well, you know, my, my toe hurt and my, and, my, and my back was hurting and, 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 I ain't, and this ain't happening and that ain't happening. Ain't nothing positive. And you know why? Because that's their way of getting attention. So we got to go, oh, man, you know, we feel sorry for you. You got to understand that, that, that we got we, we to be mature saints and we, gotta, we can't stay and dwell in one place. Look what the text said. The text said in verse 2 that it's an 11-day journey from Hoab to, to the promised land. 11 days, less than two weeks. However, look at the next verse. It says, and it came to pass in the 40th year. They have not moved in 40 years. You, 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 see, see, I think we, mis, we misunderstand, misinterpret this text. Most people think that it took them 40 years to get to their promise. They ain't start moving yet. Listen, they, he's sending them on a journey. This is what you got to go. You got to go from here to here, and it should take you 11 days. But you are in the same place you were 40 years ago. And for them, they were complaining. Let's give you the backdrop of the story. You know the story. Moses was, lived, was raised in a house with Pharaoh. God called him out. He, he killed the Egyptian. And he had to go on a run. And he, you know, you know the whole story. He ended up meeting um, this African girl, Zipporah. You got to read the book of Numbers. They break that thing down. Zipporah was real dark skin. To the point, she, listen, to the point that Miriam and, and Aaron start talking about it, And God had to get with them. Because they started talking about how good black she was. She was so, so he married this. He come home. First of all, his father's name was Jeffro. You do the math. You figure that one out. You know Europeans named Jeffro? Okay, that, let me keep moving then. All right. So, so he, he, keep, 
He comes back. He goes to Pharaoh, says, listen, God said you got to let my people go. Right? So they, you know the whole story. They had the plagues, Pharaoh and them letting them go. They crossed the Red Sea. And so here's the thing. In between their place of bondage and their promise was this landmass called the wilderness. And that's our problem. We never want to go through the wilderness. See, your place of bondage is where God's delivering you from. Where he's calling you to is another place. We don't want to go through nothing to get to what God has for us. The wilderness is a necessary part of your process. Think about it from this way. If I'm on this mountaintop and I want to get to this mountaintop, how am I going to get there? There ain't no rope bridge. I got to go through the valley to get to my next mountain. We don't want valley experiences. We don't want to go through nothing. And so this is what happened to Israel. They got in the wilderness and started complaining, started crying. They thought that they were better off as slaves. They said, at least in Egypt we had leeks and we had food. We had this, Moses, you brought us out to this place to die. He said, didn't you hear what God said? I have a promise on the other side of this thing. You got to trust God. But they didn't want to do that. So let's break down the text. Let's break down some of the terminology in our text. Look what it says. It says Hebron. And they were in Hebron. Now Hebron means uh, a wasteful place. It means, it means it's a place of waste or slow decay, a place that's falling apart. And this is where they are. Now, here's the thing that messed me up. God, when he first spoke to Moses, he spoke to Moses in this place. God is coming back to that same place 40 years later to tell him the exact same thing. God has called you to greater things, called you to higher heights. So he gives you a word right where you are. You mean to tell me 40 years later he got to come back to that same place and you the same word that he gave you 40 years ago? You would think you would have moved a little bit further. You think you would have got a little, got a little bit better. We progressed a little bit. No, he had to come right back to the exact same place. You understand what the book of, what the, the book of Deuteronomy is? The book of Deuteronomy is a book of re- repetition or, or repeat, okay? It's, it's a book where God has to constantly repeat himself. That's what the book means. He had to repeat himself. It's also a book of correction and reproach. And so when God brings this, but this is the thing about God. God loves us so much, he's willing to tell us again. The thing he told you to do a long time ago, he's willing to come back and tell you, do it again. And so y- y'all quiet, y'all all right in this Lutheran church, y'all okay? Y'all, kind of, y'all getting quiet, I'll get the amens from the lights and the walls. So, 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 they, so they, they found themselves in this place and God had to come and tell them the same thing 40 years later at the same place. They have not moved. And all they're doing is complaining and wandering in the circle, just doing this. And if the truth be told, that's many of our lives. 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 15. And here we are about to embark on a new year, and we're in the same place we were 10 years ago. And God has to come back to that same place and say, move from this place. How long are you going to be depressed? How long are you going to complain about your kids? How long are you going to stay in that job that you hate, but you keep going back every week and has not applied for another job in the same place? How long are you going to stay there? How long? You, the same relationship. Abuse after... He ain't asked to marry you yet. I know I'm talking to somebody's spot. You ain't, ain't got to tell me. I know I'm telling the truth. 
How long are you going to stay there? How long are you going to allow the same thing to happen over and over again and God has to meet you where he met you 40 years ago and say, move. I told you move 40 years ago. You ain't move. 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 So they have to go. They're, they're in Hebron in this wasteful place that's slowly decaying. And look what it says. And they had to go by the way of Mount Seir. Let me tell you what that means. By the way means that when you look at that by the way of Mount Seir, you look at that in the Hebrew, it means a couple of things. It means, number one, that it's going to be a stubborn journey. And it, and it compared to like a goat being stubborn, but it's also a, a, a path of fear. And so what that is saying is that if God is going to take you to a new place, you have to step out of faith and, and have to sometimes you have to take a path of fear to get to your promise. Mm-hmm. So the road to your possession may be a road of fear. Unknown territory, place you've never been, a, 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 a thing you've never done before. But you got, like I said in the address, you got to trust God. You think he's going to send you on a journey to destroy you? He didn't send you out in that wilderness so that you may be consumed. He sent you there to get you to your promise. And so sometimes you have to trust God. And sometimes the journey may be a little scary. Sometimes you just got to step out on faith and say, okay, God, I've never done this before. I've been on this job for 10 years, never applied for the West, but you know what? I'm going to trust you and I'm getting up out of here. Because I understand, God, you have greater for me. You told, the, he told them, there's a promise for you in Canaan. I, I, I prepared the land for you. It's all yours. Everything you see will be yours. Wherever your feet trot is yours. Now go in and possess the land. 40 years. Land over there. And in this place, we're complaining. All right, listen. Uh, I got to break my sermon because somebody parked in the wrong spot. Uh, it's, it's a, what is it again? A black Acro TL and a... Blue Nissan Central, you balked in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a loading zone that they can't load. You need to move your car, they're going to tow your car. Okay? Blue Nissan Central and a, and a black Acura. All right? Now, let me, can I get back to my word? Here. All right. You, you need to move. You dwell there long enough. It's time to move. Amen. Or oh, you might not make it to the promise. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's get back to this word here. And so, and so, and so, and so, and so you, 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 faith, sometimes faith feels funny. It, 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 having faith, it, it, it don't feel good. Think, think about Peter. Peter, Peter walked, had to walk on water. And in his mind, he said, this ain't natural. This don't feel like it's normal. But you got to trust God. And so sometimes as you're going by the way, going to your promise, it may be scary, it may be unknown territory, but you have to trust God. Now here's the thing, you have a choice, church, in this matter. You have a choice to draw closer to God or draw away from God. And did you know, let me help let me mention a little secret, when you draw away from God, you're actually provoking him. You realize that? When, when, when God has called you to something, and you make your decision that I ain't doing it. And matter of fact, God, I'm going to run away from you. You're now provoking him. Wow. And so now he says, you know, I got to get your attention. 
And that's when some of these things start coming in your life. God, why is that to me? Because you ignored me. You, you, you're running away from what I, I've called you to, so, so now you're provoking me, so now I got to do something about it. That's a hard way to get God's attention, ain't it? See, see, that's why we got to do things right the first time. Draw nigh to God, not away from him. Verse 3, Moses, Moses about to lead the people into their promise, but before they can be led into their promise, Moses has to deal with his enemies of his past. Look what it says in the text. It says in verse 3 and 4 that they put up verse 4 up here. Look what it says in verse 4. That after he killed the kings of the Amorites, and, and after he dealt, he had to deal with the enemies of his past because these cats didn't play fair. You know how they did? So imagine Moses. Now it's about two and a half million of them leaving Egypt, going to the promise. Imagine two and a half million people moving in one direction. So the enemy, what he would do is he will come and attack from the rear because he knew whoever was in the back probably were the ones who were the weakest and the most vulnerable. You ever see animals run? The ones that are in the back are the ones that are the weakest ones. And so that's who the lion prey on, the one in the back. And so the same thing with their enemies. So Moses said, I'm going to deal with my enemies of my past so they don't come back and try to haunt me from the back. So your enemies of 2015, you need to deal with them now. Because they'll come up and bite you in 2016 and attack you into your new year, and you don't know where they came from because you never dealt with them. Deal with those enemies. Deal with that negative attitude. Deal with that, that, that mindset that you had. You got to deal with that thing now before you go into your promise. Don't drag that stuff into your promise. Deal with that thing. Say, you know, all right, God, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go deal with it. You got a couple more days to get your mind right. Because here's the thing. You don't need a new year to have a new year. You know that, right? You realize that? Your new year is all about your mindset. How, how, am, how am I approaching this thing? You know, and so, and so we, we got to deal with this thing now before we go into our newness. Because otherwise, our 2015 will look just like, our 16 will look like our 15. So we got to deal with the enemies of our past. That's what Moses did. He, dealt with his, he dealt with his enemies, and he wanted to, he, God says, I need to bring out this wasteful place out of Hebron, because you've dealt, dwelt there long enough, and you know dwell means remain. You've remained there too long, and, and so it's time to get out of that Hebron wasteful place. So let me ask you this. What, did you, what, what are you dwelling in Hebron with? It could be your attitude, your relationships, your mindset, your stinking thinking. Even the words we use. Oh, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. A fixed mindset instead of a growth mindset. I'm, I'm this way. You know, everybody in my family's been this way. We've all, we've all dealt with this. Everybody in my family dealt. You know, I've listened to, you know, when I listen to some sisters, you know, grandma died at 60. Great-grandma died at 55. So that must be my destiny. You ever heard people say that? You know, you know what you just declared over your life? See, that's a mindset that needs to change. God wants to bring you to a new place or two. You know what? Well, you know, granddad was alcoholic. Daddy was alcoholic. That must be my fate. People carrying that stuff from their past or, or from their ancestors. Listen, things that I don't want from my, my ancestors, I ain't taking it with me. I don't own that. That ain't mine. That's theirs. Trust and believe. I ain't, that ain't mine. That's theirs. I, I'll pray for them, but that ain't mine. 
I ain't claiming that over my life. I'm claiming the good stuff. Let me tell you what I'm claiming. My granddad would be 95 in a couple months. I'm, I'm claiming that. Amen. I want that. I don't be up here preaching in a wheelchair. All right, y'all. <laughs> nah. No, I will retire by then. Believe that. I will not be preaching at 95. I'll be in, in a rocking chair in Florida chilling. Maybe Jamaica. Amen. Anyway, um, so, so, so we, we, we got we to change our mindset. And uh, listen, a lot of that is the enemies of our past. If we don't deal with them, if you do not go ahead, see, as people, you know what we do? We, we, we ignore the elephant in the room. It's right there. And listen, it'll be right in the room and nobody will talk about it. Can, can I park there for a minute? I mean, let me make sure the room, make sure we all, we all people. All right, we, we, we all good. You, black folk, it's us. Instead of, and, and we have deep-seated family issues that has been haunting families for generations. And instead of dealing with it, we just ignore it like it has never existed. Instead of dealing with the pedophile uncle, we just tell the kids, stay away from him. Don't sit on his lap. Can I be real? Instead of dealing with the generational curses that's in our families, we just ignore them like they don't exist. And then wonder why we start seeing the results in our children. Because we never dealt with it in our generation, so it's gonna, it's gonna inhabit another generation. You got to deal with those enemies of your past or they will come up and bite you and fight you from the rear. They won't fight fair. They'll come right behind you when you least expect it. And, and listen, consume your young and your weak. And as a church, we got to deal with, listen, we got to hold each other back. I got I to watch your back. I can't let you fall because if you fall, we all fall. You hear what I'm saying? And so we got to deal with this thing and deal with the enemies of our past. Let me move on. So, these things have hovered around. Moses had to deal with the enemies of his past, and I know it wasn't easy, but understand that God has prepared him for that. Now, you do realize that you have a weapon, and that's called your mouth. You have the ability to tear down strongholds. You have the ability to declare and decree what God has said, and those things have to change. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. And so we have to use the weapon God has given us and start declaring the decree that, guess what? Next year will be better than this year. That, that, that what, what tried to control me in 2015 will no longer be able to hold me in this next year. But if you start declaring, well, you know, well, maybe, maybe it's God's will. And, and, and well, you know, well, maybe, maybe I haven't, maybe this is my, 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 my trying season. No, you got to start opening up your mouth and start declaring, no, this thing will not haunt me anymore. I'm going into my promise, and I'm not going to dwell on this mountain no more. It's time to move on. So, so I, I love this. I love this in, in, in the New Living Translation. Put verse 7 and 8 in the New Living Translation up for me. Look what it says here. It says, it is time to break camp and move on. I could close the book right there. It's time to break camp. Now, let me, let me explain what that means. Now, when I was in the military, one of the things I hated, it was going to the field. 
all right? Going to the field means you out there for two, three weeks just roughing it out in, in the wilderness. Well, I call it the wilderness. It's in the woods, okay? And no hot water, no, no bathrooms. You just roughing it, okay? And what we had to do was we had to be mobile, okay? So what we would do is we would get to a place and we would set up camp. You would make your tents, and we had to make our headquarters. And that was a huge tent, okay? It took a lot of hours and a lot of sweat to put up that tent. Same thing for Moses and them. Whenever God moved them, they had to set up their own tent, and they had to set up the tabernacle, where God was going to live in their midst. Can you imagine how to set that up every time? That was a huge place. They had the outer courts, the inner courts, the most holy place. They had to put everything in the right place, the showbread to go here, the candlestick to go here. Imagine doing that in the wilderness. And I... That's what we had to do. We set up this huge tent. The tent for our headquarters was bigger than this room. Imagine putting up those poles and putting that up. And then we'll be there for a couple of hours. And the commander said, all right, it's time to break down and go to the new place. It's like, yo, we just set this up. It took us 10 hours to get it. We've only been here for 10 hours. Now it's time to break down and do it all over again. I hated it. I was like, why can't we just stay here? Yeah. That's how we started our ministry. We started out in the school. Every week, we had screens. Put the screens up. Set the speakers up. Turn the sound on. Break it down. Next week, let's do it all over again. Okay? So, so, but, but out there in the field, it was worse because at least we had a shower. We just set up and had no shower. It got rough out there with the brothers. <laughs> and, and so I'm, in my mind, I said, I'd rather dwell here because at least I ain't got to set up and break down again. It's just easier to stay here. It's just easier because I put all the work here. I put all this time in building this, and, and I don't want to move on from this because I put so much time into it. But God says you got to move. Break camp and move on. So break camp means you got to pull up your tent poles, pack everything up, and I know. And listen, you got to be willing to you got to be willing to say bye to the place you're about to leave. You got to be willing to say, you know what? And you can't do this. You can't have one tent pole here and another tent pole in your new place. Your tent ain't that big. Look in here, look in here. Want to be here, but don't want to leave from here. Want to get to what God has for me, but I'm comfortable where I am. And so it's easier just to stay where I'm at because at least I know my devil's here. It's easier to stay here because at least... Hmm. You know... I'd rather have a man than no man, so. Well, at least, you know, at least, at least I got somebody to lay next to at night, so, 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 so I ain't got to be in the club, brothers. I ain't got to be in the club, so at least, you know, I know she ain't doing right and she ain't trying to live right, but, but at least I got somebody to lay, to keep me warm at night. So you just rather dwell there instead of going to where God has called you to. 
so you can possess your land. Can I give you a sidebar? Some people are possessing somebody else's land. You in somebody else's spot. Think about this. When God called you to something else, if you stay here, that means maybe somebody else will be where you are. And, and you, you blocking somebody from getting what they're supposed to get because you don't want to get what God has for you. Or the other side of that is you know this ain't your land. You know it ain't yours, but you like the land. So you're dwelling there anyway. You know God ain't called you to that land. Uh, break camp and move on break camp but look what God has called them to he says go to the hill of the country to all the neighboring regions to listen to the western foothills to all over the, the, the coastal plains everywhere everywhere oh, you, you, you're doing this one little spot but you don't know that what I'm calling to is everything is yours the whole land the hills the mountains the valleys all of it is yours but you stuck over here and you don't want to move because you're comfortable there. God says, get up and move. Break camp. Um, Moses is pleading with them. He's saying, it's time for us to break camp, and we have to turn and face our future. And that's what I want you to do. In this, in this last week of this year, I want you to turn and face your future. Face what God has in front of you and not, be, not look back to Egypt. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, Egypt is where you've been, and that's where most people are stuck. They're stuck between where they've been and where God has called them to, and they're stuck. And they're looking this way, and they're looking this way, and you keep looking, you're going to be like the, what the Bible says in James, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So don't look back. Don't be double-minded. Look forward what God has for you. So this is what I want you to do. Somebody say break forth. Break forth. See, when you break forth, let me tell you what you're doing when you break forth. Uh, let me show, I'm going to get Elder John to help me with this. Now, this is all together, right? And this is us. But when God wants us to break forth, you're breaking forth. You're breaking. But I'm going to show you what just happened. Even though it was broken, we don't like to be broken. But in this brokenness, it multiplies. See, in your brokenness, God will multiply you. He, he, will, he, he will give you more than what you had, and you think it's a, a process to destroy you, but it's a, it's a process to multiply you. So you got to break forth. It's time to open up to our future. After, and after you break forth, I want you to break out. I want you to break out. I want you to break out with the power and the anointing of God on your life. You got to break out. Now, here's the thing. When I, when I think about breaking out, I remember when I was in the military, I was 18 years old. I was stationed in California, and guess what? I, I broke out with the chicken pox at 18. My struggle got real, 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 to the point they had to put me in the hospital. And the doctor had me all scared. He's like, well, you know, uh, you're kind of old there, Mr. Johnson, you might have better have no kids. And no kids, I'm only 18, you mean no kids. 
I spoke against that thing at 18. Like, no, God, you ain't going to do this, you know. And I had them things everywhere. I had a fever because I had a breakout of the chicken pox. But here's the thing I learned about breakouts. If you break out the right way at the right time, it's contagious. You missed it. See, if you break out with, at the right time with the right thing, it'll become contagious. So when I get my anointing flow and I break out with it and I get close to you, now you get, it kicks it on you and then on you and then on you. See, we want to break out with the right thing. Okay? So, so break forth and then break out. He says break camp and move on. Now, I, I, I know that some of you all are saying, well, Pastor, this all sounds good. But my situation has not changed in years. I've been dealing with this sickness for years. I've been dealing with this for years. Here's your opportunity, church, to break camp and move on. You, you got to have a funeral for that thing. If you need me to, I'll help you write the obituary. I'll help write the eulogy. But let's have a funeral for that thing. Let's, let's say, you know what? This is the last time we're dealing with this thing and, and put it in the ground and say bye. It's time. For, for some of us, I don't know what your thing is that you need to move on from, but I know one thing. The Lord says you've dwelled there long enough. You've dwelled there long enough, and now it's time to move on. It's time to move on. I'm going to say it one more time. It's time to move on. Listen, the worst thing in the world, you, you know, and we talk about this all the time in church, the definition of insanity. To keep doing the same thing, but expect a different result. So if you're going to keep doing the same thing you did this year, next year, guess what? It's going to be the same year. The only thing that changes is the calendar year. But if you want your season to change, if you want your situation to change, you got to move on from where you are. And listen, sometimes it's a hard conversation. Some of y'all need to tell some people in your life, I love you, bye-bye. I, I really do. I love you. But you're no good for me. You're, you're actually dra dragging me down, so I got to say some places that you dwell. You're Hebrons. You need to tell those places, bye. Because they're no good for you, and they're dragging you down. Some of y'all like to turn up too much. And it's dragging you down. Listen, y'all know we're a church of balance. We need to have a good time. But some of y'all got to chill. You got to chill for real. Like real talk. Because it's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy your testimony. It's going to destroy It's going to destroy everything. And then you're going to wonder, why, why am I in this downward spiral? Because I haven't moved on from that place. You're saved now. You got to live like you're saved then. You, listen, you can't keep talking the same way you did when you was in the world. You realize that, right? You got to learn how to bridle your tongue. Can I, can I go there? Can I just be real? You know, you You can't come in here and say, praise the Lord, and on Facebook, all your posts got this profanity in it. You realize that? This is the thing, too, that bothers me. When I see old folk cussing like a sailor, you're too old for that. Grow up. Your vocabulary that limited that you can't express yourself, y'all using these words, grow up. You dwelled there long enough. You did it when you was a teenager. You know, how, how, how long you going to smoke weed? How long, how, how long you going to keep doing that? 
But you always broke, but you got enough to blow trees, right? Let me be real. You throw that long enough. Break can't and move on. Same thing, year after year, month after month, day to day. And wonder why we ain't growing. Wonder why we're not moving because we keep doing the same thing in the same place. The same mountain doing the same thing. God had to come right back to where he first told them and tell them all over again, move on. I pray that at the end of next year, God had to come back to you in Hebron and say, move on. He should be able to tell us one time and say, God, God, we got the message. We out of here. I don't know where we're going, but we're leaving here. I, I, I don't know where you're going to leave me, but guess what? I ain't dwelling in this mountain no more. I'm out, God. And so, church, Lula says in verse 8, and I'm, out, I'm done. Lula says here, see, I have set the land before you. Go in. Now, in order to go in, you got to leave where you were, right? Go in and possess the land, which the Lord, listen what he did. He swore it to you through your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. God has a whole land for us, church, a whole promise. He's already swore to us. It will never get to it. We can't blame him if we don't get to it. If we don't get to it, it's our own fault. I just came by here to tell you it's time to break camp and move on. Come on, stand with Next year going to be a better year for us, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifest Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk Podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to MGWC.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast, and we hope you will join us next time.